Welcome to Forever White Belt. I'm your host, Adolfo Ferranda. Today on the show, we are honored to have a true legend of Brazilian jiu-jitsu with us, Eduardo Tellas. Eduardo Tellas is a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt with over 30 years of experience in the art. He is a multiple-time world champion and is known for his innovative and unconventional approach to the sport. With his trademark turtle guard and octopus guard being some of the most distinctive and effective techniques in BJJ. Aside from his success on the mat, Eduardo is also a respected instructor and has trained numerous practitioners at his own academy, 99 Jiu-Jitsu in San Diego, California. He is a true ambassador of the sport, having competed and taught all over the world and spreading his passion for BJJ to countless students. In this episode, Eduardo shares his journey in BJJ from his early days in Brazil to becoming one of the most innovative names in the sport. He also shares his insights on training, competition, and the evolution of BJJ over the years. So sit back, relax, and join us in this fascinating conversation. And with that, I give you Eduardo Tellez. Just a reminder to please give us a five-star review on Apple Music and Spotify and share this podcast with a friend. It really helps us out. Please leave us feedback and suggestions on how we can improve the show and become a VIP member for only 99 cents a month. Yes, less than a dollar. Get ad-free episodes at anchor.fm forward slash forever white belt forward slash subscribe. Like us on Facebook and TikTok at forever white belt and check us out on Instagram at forever white belt show. Go buy your Forever White Belt swag at teespring, teespring.com forward slash forever dash white dash belt. Check us out on YouTube now at Forever White Belt. Finally, if you ever get to beautiful Northern California, please come roll with us at North Bay Jiu-Jitsu in Marin County, just north of San Francisco. There are amazing instructors and everyone there are great people. Mention the podcast and get two weeks free. Eduardo, welcome to the show, Mr. Tellez. Thanks so much. It's great to be here. <laughs> Oh man, I'm so I'm so excited to have you on. This is a big catch for us as well. All right, yeah, I'm I'm done with you guys. I'm a forever white belt chairman. But oh, I felt that's right. You know, it's interesting that you say that because I was looking up 99 and I was uh, what does 99 mean? And then I I saw that it's like you'll never reach perfection, but 99 is right before 100, so you're always striving to perfection. Is yeah, that it's, more it's or less? Kind of, yeah, it's kind of, yeah, it has a mini, you know, the search of perfection, you know. But of course, no one is perfect. We all humans beings, you know, so. But there's also, you know, like if you see the logo, there's two numbers, you know, like yeah. the two, two nines. One represent the black belt, right? The teacher and the other, the white belt, the student. So speaking of black belt, you're a black belt under Fabio Gargel, the legend, right? Mm -hmm. From purple to black belt, you did this, right? Yeah, the general. So what was it like <laughs> being under the general? It was great. It was great. He's a man. He's a great guy. You know, he's very uh, like general. You, you got to have discipline, you know, mm -hmm. got to get on time, got to train you know, yeah, hard. But that's why he is where he is. And he's, and, a, he's a master for sure. Yeah. Of course, that's why everybody, you know, respect him. He's a great guy, great that, teacher. That's, that's funny that you say the general, because I remember hearing you mention karate. And I did karate, too, in Kung Fu. And I remember the things that I didn't like about it. Well, one of the things uh, similar to yourself was uh -huh. all the all the rules and how strict everything was. And mm -hmm. yet here you are under the general, you know, who, who wants these rules, you know, and you seem much more casual, laid back. How did uh -huh. that work? Yeah, it worked well. It worked well, you know. It wasn't, you know, like it was like discipline, but in a good way, you know. It ah. wasn't 
Yeah, and it was more relaxed than karate, you know. During class, you know, you can talk, you can... Karate, mm -hmm. man, I remember it was like silence, total silence. I know that you got some of a, a judo base from your first instructor, Fernando Yamasaki, correct? Yes, perfect. Well, you did, did a good research, huh, sir? <laughs> and yeah. that was what, white belt? Yeah, white belt to blue belt. And for those of you who don't know, Fernando Yamasaki's a legend, his son... UFC uh, referee, I believe. His brother. His brother, excuse me. Yeah, his brother is UFC referee, but he come from a judo family, you know, in Brazil. His father, his master, his whole family, they are judo fighters, and some of the judo guys uh, became jiu-jitsu fighters also, you know, and the jiu-jitsu start to get so popular and thing. Some guys like Fernando, you know, mm -hmm. his brother, yeah, I think his cousin, you know, they all start doing jiu-jitsu yeah, and became guys, black belts. You guys are going to get a, a history lesson today, too, uh, listeners of the show, because Eduardo is a very interesting figure and very unique in that he has one foot in uh, the early days. So what we see now is the early days of jiu-jitsu and uh, today, you know, being very relevant as well. So that should be Thank interesting. Thank you, sir. Yeah. I'm <laughs> so still another trying. thing. Still trying. Well, yeah, you're succeeding. Come on. Now, I heard you mention before that you were a wild white belt. What do you mean by that? Oh, yeah. I was I was young, right? I was like discovering jiu-jitsu. I was doubting. I was with a lot of doubts, you know, like, really, this really works, you know, like, let mm. me see, you know, if I... So, yeah, I was wild. I used to submit some, you know, like, collar belts and pants, yeah. and, and I was big, right? <laughs> Bigger than I am today, you know, but... Or big, big for Brazil, but here, America, oh my God, right? <laughs> you guys have some big guys here. And you were a, a blue belt for one year, correct? Yeah, I think I got my blue belt pretty quick. The purple, I remember I got the purple in the state. Yeah, you know, yeah in San Diego by yeah, Carlos Valente, yeah. right? Yes, yes. In Fabio Fabio Santos' school, yes. they used to, the to teach together, you know, at that time. Now, let's go back a little bit to your family history here. Your father's from Rio, but yeah. uh, where you go and watch the Gracie's fight, but you are from Sao Paulo, right? Yeah, my father was from Rio, but then he started living in Sao Paulo. Is it true you used to have or you have a sushi restaurant in Sao Paulo? Yeah, I used to have, yeah. used to have a sushi. <laughs> what is the sushi business like? Oh, it's awesome. <laughs> I was the quality control, let's say. <laughs> yeah, my mom always liked it, you know, so she introduced us like very young to sushi. So, Sao Paulo, we have so many uh, 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 Japanese, you know, immigrants. I couldn't believe when I went to Sao Paulo that there was even cities that big in the world. Uh -huh. I'd never seen a city that big before. I look, yeah. I was on the top of a building and I did a 360 degree look around. This was, I don't know, about 16 years ago. And I, oh my God, all the skyscrapers. I just could not believe how massive the city was. Mm -hmm. Yeah, one of the biggest. Eduardo, can you tell me about your uh, your days at TT, Delas and Terere? You guys had an academy with the legend Terere. Yeah, it was great times, man. It was really fun times, you know, Terere, man. Such a amazing, you know, like amazing spirit, you know, his energy, his jiu-jitsu, you know. Yeah. It was beautiful. And he was a great leader, too, you know. People yeah, used to fall in love by him, you know. And, and he was a great guy, very happy all the time. I'm very fun playing, but at the time, to be serious, he was serious too. 
You guys were both, I say, some of the most creative jujitsu practitioners I've ever seen. Were you always curious or how did you become so creative with jujitsu? You know, expanded on the turtle, octopus. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think I tried to find the right a way to not get, <laughs> I don't know, a way to escape, let's say it, or a way to, you know, and I found that door, you know, because it was the only the only door open. I think it is, and all the guys were really good in attacking the back, right? So I got good maybe in mm. defending, in defending mm. the back. But it's interesting because you turned the back defense into like an offense as well. Yeah, because you got tired, you know, of, of only get beat, <laughs> only get beat up, you know, so you, you need to do something, right? <laughs> and even today, now they still say, don't show your back. Uh-huh, no, I would say this is the last resource. I don't go there and turn my back too, you know, but I try not, but sometimes it happens. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think makes a great jujitsu student? Oh my God! The guy that, that that believes you, the guy that do the things you you tell him to do, simple as that, right? The oh, guy wow. that trusts you. Are there like common issues or problems you see with students or themes, and what advice do you give to them? Yeah, sometimes they do like I did. You know, they too aggressive, they too wild. You know, in the beginning. So uh -huh. how, how do you so fix that? Spasm. Oh, I like to, you know, go to row with them and, you know, be exactly the opposite, you know, be very calm, you know, let them try to you know, get something and then you defend, you escape and you finally, you know, so they see it's a different thing, you know, they mm -hmm. see, right? I don't like to put Y belts with, to train with Y belts, you know, by, for example, you know, mm. yeah, no way. Interesting. I like the, sometimes when they, they want to spar first class. I let them spar, but I give them, you know, like a, a higher belt. You know, a mm -hmm. guy that knows, you know. Yeah, maybe blue belt, purple belt or something, huh? Yeah, or, or, or even higher, you know, the higher, the better. What makes a great instructor? Ooh, that depends what the student is looking for, right? I try to see what they're looking for, to give them what they need. Each person is different, you know, so they have different bodies. you got to analyze and see, yeah. Have you ever admitted you're wrong when it comes to teaching? So of course, yeah. sometimes you get confused, you know. It's so many, you know, techniques, you know. Sometimes you get confused. And then you you show something and then, you know, after, you know, like something clicks or even someone, you know, like you see someone drilling and doing right. Mm. And then you say, hey, no, uh, you call the guys and say, hey, no, this is wrong. Uh, of course, because <laughs> if this, you know, you can do that or whatever, but yeah, it happens. Has there been anything that you saw in jiu-jitsu that sort of changed your mind or your teaching? Mm, wow. Things that I saw in jiu-jitsu changed my mind. Yeah. I think I saw so many things that changed my mind. But when I was a purple belt, I saw some guys playing open guard and I decided, yeah, mm. yeah, I wanna I need to play open guard, you know, because mm. I used to have only close guard. And then that's where I when I tried to play open guard and I started developing, I think, the turtle guard. That's an interesting time in people's yeah. game because I think everyone starts closed card and then you start experimenting with, oh, you know, like, I need to learn open guard. Yeah, one one thing that I saw, you know, that, that really, you know, like changed me now that you are saying, you see, I, I saw Margarita, you know, Fernando Margarita. He was like, uh, he was yellow belt. He started, he, he was yellow belt. I saw him studying jujitsu as a kid. He studied in Fernando Yamazaki too. Wow. I saw him getting yellow belt, you know, blue belt, all those. He was, 
he was, you know, like a chubby little boy. <laughs> not, yeah, it's true, man. <laughs> wow. Not, not very clever. He was funny, <laughs> funny guy. He was my friend, you know, at the time. He was funny, funny kid. Very stubborn, you know. When he went mm. one thing, he, he was very stubborn. But he wasn't very talented, not very... Yeah, but he was stubborn. And he got crazy good, you know. I saw the, the, <laughs> the transformation because of his commitment. And, and mm -hmm. he was training like three times a day. And he like, 20 years old, he got like double gold in the, in the World Tournament which wow. was crazy right i think 20 right or 21 i wow. don't remember exactly but it was super young you know and, and this really you know like changed my mind because i see wow <laughs> don't judge a book by its cover uh-huh i used to beat the guy you know like nothing then you know mm. guy in the purple belts you know, he turned the, the game, start beating me, uh, keep beating me, you know. I don't know, yeah. Well, Maybe until these days, I don't know. <laughs> being stubborn, being persistent. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It so, is amazing. Hard work beats talent for sure. What are your thoughts on the evolution of the turtle now? It seems to be back or it's been evolving a lot. It seems like people have worked on top of your work. You have been the foundation of a lot of this turtle oh, uh, yeah, oh, science, yeah. if you will. You know, we see like, people like Preet Mikkelsen and John Danaher and Hodger Gracie and Gordon Ryan with instructionals and everyone's taking it really serious now. Yeah, that's awesome, right? That's super cool. Of course. <laughs> what I'm are your happy. thoughts? Yeah, have you seen the stuff? Yeah, you... uh huh. There's even a girl, you know, doing, you know, great. Not just one, you know, I have like a few girls, you know, doing turtle also. And then, yeah, they send me message on Instagram. It's very, gra yeah, grati how do you say, gratificant? Gratifies you or, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, it makes yeah. You... Uh huh. You know, where I've seen a lot of it even more so is in Europe. So I'm seeing the Europeans taking it very, very, the, all that defensive style very seriously all right that's cool yeah i i couldn't i couldn't go to europe this year but yeah i have i have a lot of friends there i go quite often improving your mobility and recovery will only benefit your bjj and as such we highly recommend you try yoga for bjj at yogaforbjj.net use our code fwb all uppercase fwb to get 20 percent off your subscription yogaforbjj.net what are your thoughts on belt testing? I think it's great, especially for the blue belt, also for the kids. I do it for almost all my blue belts. Then sometimes they fail. And when they fail, it's awesome. I give them then another chance, like in two weeks, right? Mm -hmm. So they go there, they work on the details they missing, you know, and, and they fix it, you know, and they, and they fix it for life, you know, it's not just, oh, they, you know, it's something they, they don't forget anymore, <laughs> right? It's like losing a tournament, right? Oh you never forget. God. They get nervous at the bell test, which is great. That's I interesting, because now I think about it, it's like a mini tournament, you know, a test, because I get test anxiety very bad. Uh, uh-huh, uh -huh. exactly. So it's so, important, you think, to put them under that pressure. Of course, mm. of course. And the belt test consists in, you know, I asked the guys to show me some takedowns, then to show me a couple sweeps, sometimes a few sweeps, right? Depending on how they are doing. I asked them scapes from side control, mount, back, right? To see how they, if they can escape from those positions. Then I asked a few submissions and I asked them about what is legal, what is illegal for in jiu-jitsu, if they know 
when they get the bluebell, what is going to be legal, that is not legal. I ask them about points also, if they know how you score points in jiu-jitsu, right? Basic things like this, yeah. but it's a lot, right, in the end. I know you had other critiques of the IBJJF. What do you think of them now, IBJJF rules? The rules, I don't like it. Not that I don't like it at all, but yeah, there's part of, of the point system then that I disagree, which is that they don't give points to the side control position. They give points to mount position, which is a very good control position, right? So yes. they award points. You get four points for mount position. You get two points for knee on belly. You get four points for back control, but you don't get points for side control. You know, but side control for me, I prefer side control than mount. Yeah, same. You know, I prefer maybe side control than back. And you get no points. So that's kind of weird. The students, when you're teaching, when you're a teacher, it's very hard for them to understand, you know, don't mm, under understand, understand why. Yeah. Also, reversals. I think what's the difference between a reversal and a sweep, right? Like a guy is in your side. I, I see there. there's a common move, you know, the guy is in the side control of the other guy and then the guy do a reversal. He gets side control on the other guy, <laughs> you know, and he got zero points for that. He gets nothing. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. You so. know, so for me, you know, should be two points for the reversal plus three points for the side control. It will make things so much more simple. Is there a rule set that you like? Oh, I love the ADCC rule set. Yeah, the ADCC for me, it, it makes a lot of sense. A very wrestling heavy, grappling heavy, takedown heavy? You know, to take someone down, you hit it, You really have to make them sit or put their back on the mat. So it's a good rule for turtle. Yeah, that's know? true. And they award points for, for side control too, right? Yes, yeah. I control in ADCC, they award you points. You know, that's the main point. You know, I like the rules of ADCC, but yeah, not the refs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, sorry, but yeah, not uh, the refs. Yeah. yeah, Mr. Duarte would agree with you, I think. Yeah, even Craig. <laughs> but no, yeah, it, it's not easy to be a ref. Let me tell mm. you that. Yeah, it's not easy at all to be a ref. No. You know, all the yeah. pressure. You, and especially in IBJJF, you know, because the rules are so complicated. Oh, you know, gosh, like yeah. I said, you know. You, it's like your blue belt test. It's so difficult. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's more. Did you enjoy the last ADCC event? Oh, yeah, so much. So much. It was a great show. What were uh, some of the highlights for you? Oh, the Hutuolo brothers, right? Yeah. Right. Incredible, yeah. those boys, for sure. How's the San Diego jiu-jitsu scene? Amazing, right? Yeah, San Diego is pure jiu-jitsu. And living on the beach, it, must, it sounds like heaven. Uh-huh. <laughs> How did you deal with 2020? It wasn't too bad here, you know, in San Diego. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. We closed the doors for maybe two weeks. We kind of opened to people, you know, whoever wanted to come, you know, we took all the precautions, you know, we, we asked people in the beginning to come with a fixed partner, you know. So you were never worried about having to close down or anything that it sounds like that's good. During those two weeks with the Zoom classes, you know, jujitsu ah. can't work. You can't know, work it, like that, huh? You can't play by yourself. It was There's only so hard. much shrimping in my garage I can do, so low shrimping. Yeah, and, yeah. Or oh, buy so many dummies, right? Different types yeah, of and the dummies. dummies. Oh I should have got the dummy business. Jeez. <laughs> Eduardo, can you give us advice to the middle-aged players, practitioners, jujiteros out there? Gotta relax, gotta have more fun. 
gotta lose the ego, right? Gotta tap more often. Uh, don't force it too much. Yeah, sometimes we, we don't want to tap the ego, you know, and we end up destroying our body. And also, you know, you got to pick your partners. You got to grow with maybe people your size. I, I used to do a lot of, you know, open class. I used to like to roll with the big guy, but I can't do that anymore, you know. Got to move more, you know, don't train like just stay, you know, if, if you have like a five minutes train and you're not even, you know, like you stay in the guy's guard the whole time. Oh my God, the guy didn't sweep you. You didn't pass the guy's guard or, you know, like you stay in his half guard there like, oh, or even you pass the guy's guard and you stay there in the side control the whole time. Oh my God, the five, you know, it was like a, you didn't move much during mm. that. You know, it's just like pure power. You got to try mm -hmm. to... Like a stalemate. Yeah. Yeah. got to try to move more, you know, right? Sometimes you also, sometimes you're sparring with a, a lower belt. You got to have the guy get something, you know, if just you, you mm -hmm. know, like you sweep the guy, you pass the guy's guard, yeah. you submit the guy. Then you, it's not fun for the guy, yeah. right? You got to let the guy try to pass your guard. You got to be there. You can not sweep the guy right away sometimes you gotta let the guy pass your guard or sweep you you know so it's uh, right some people they don't otherwise it's not fun for both and you're not really and learning people much don't right learn also exactly so let's talk about 99 jiu-jitsu a little bit what's right. unique about the academy my name it's i try to be like Tere. let's put it this way you know ah right to be a teacher like he was for me you know like fun because jiu-jitsu is already you know some people especially when they start in jiu-jitsu they say oh my god it's very you know serious it's all yeah. there's killers there so yeah. you gotta break a bit you know the atmosphere playing you know being a little more sometimes laid back otherwise people get scared yeah we are a very laid-back gym, you know. I don't care sometimes, you know, if people gets in the gets late in the class, you know, people mm -hmm. have their problems, you know. But of course, I make them warm up. Everyone is respectful. We teach them good manners, right? So when they go to other gyms also, they know uh -huh. how to behave. Can you talk to us about the evolution of your game? And um, what do you wish you were better at now? Is there anything? Of course, yeah. I wish I was good on spider guard mm -hmm. or lasso, you know. my I don't feel my grip's very strong in those positions. Maybe I should, I, I need to practice more, you know, but that's what I need. <laughs> spider and lasso. And I'm learning some heel hooks, like them. Was there ever a time that you wanted to quit and why? Now? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding, but no, no, thanks God, yeah. I had a meniscus surgery in both oh. knees, but wow. just these meniscus, you know, it was like not very complicated. And that's it for surgery. That, that was it. Nothing else. Can you give us advice to those who have entered into their local tournaments? They just haven't won gold yet. What kind of advice would you give to that person? Keep trying. If that's what they want, keep trying. Competition, it's very mental. Yeah, you got to learn how to compete. You know? And then once you learn how to compete, you know, you can apply this to life. You can apply this to mm. other sports. If you start competing in other sports, is you will see, you will do well because you already have the mentality. Before jiu-jitsu, I used to compete in boogie board. And I was really good, you know, in the boogie board, in the free session. And then when I was going to the competition, man, it was crazy. 
crazy. You know, I used to get nervous. The wave wasn't coming for me, you know, and when the wave come, I used to go to do something, you know, I used to like to get a wipeout, you know, it was horrible, but I kept trying and little by little, you know, I kept improving and I kept believing a bit more. And then I kind of learned how to control myself and then everything changed, you know, even the waves start coming for you. It's like magic, you know, but it's the mind, you know, you got to believe. And jiu-jitsu helps you in life a lot. So yeah, competing is, is, is awesome, you know, it's a great tool for life, for you, you know, like you learn how to behave when you're nervous, right, when you need. Now, Professor, your advice to those new black belts who are thinking about opening an academy, what kind of advice would you give to them? You have so much uh, experience with academies. Wow. I would say... Like any other business, you know, you start small and then mm. you, right? So you can see also if this is what you really like, because it's different, right? Do mm -hmm. jujitsu, then teaching jujitsu is different things, you know. When I opened my gym with Terere, he was the one teaching. I, I was more, you know, like just practicing, you know, and, and running the business, you know, and he was, you know, and training, of course, with him, but he was the one more teaching, you know, and then he, you know, and then I start teaching. You know, he helped me in the beginning. You know, he used to make fun of me teaching. You know? I was going to ask yeah. you, how did you learn to become a teacher? Yeah, with Terere, you know. What a teacher. With Terere, yeah. He was a wow. great teacher. And the funny thing, you know, he never had a curriculum. He said, no, you can, yeah. You got to look to the guys in class. And depending <clears throat> who's there, you're going to feel what you need to teach. So your advice to coaching at competitions, how do you like to coach at competitions? Yeah, I don't say much, you know, because if you say, you know, the other guy can, yeah, hear too. Hear you it. Know, so, <laughs> right. So I usually don't tell them what to do. You know, I usually maybe tell them what, like, what they have to worry about. The guy is like, I see the oh. guy is trying to get his leg to take him down. Yeah. Say, hey, watch your leg or watch the takedown. I want to ask you about your media that you got, your instructionals. I know you got the Turtle Guard revisited on BJJ Fanatics and Surf uh -huh. Passing. And yeah. Surf Passing. Can you talk about Surf Passing? Yeah, it's like, because I, I was teaching and, and you can do almost like, a you know, when you're surfing the wave and let's put it this way, the, it's like a deep half guard, but when you play on top of deep half guard. So the guy on bottom playing deep half guard will be kind of like the wave, okay? Mm -hmm. And you got to be on top of the wave all the time you know that's how i put to the students when they're learning and it's moving from regular half guard then deep half guard and reverse half guard and then you yeah. can kind of yeah. keep yeah keep rotating like this but you you gotta keep your weight always on top of the guy or on top of the wave let's put it this way you know because if your weight is not over the guy sometimes you shift to the mat the guy can come up and then he sweeps yeah. you oh and then you can keep circling on top you know waiting for the guy to get tired you know do you have any other instructionals or seminars or anything coming up? Yeah, I'm busy, but yeah, no, I definitely want to do more instructionals. You know, I have some new things to show, you know, some things I'm developing still with students, you know. Yeah, it's almost ready to go. Good. We want Tellus uh, content. All right. All right. I know. <laughs> I know. I got to work more on those things, you know. I'm not very good with the camera, but I will try. So, Professor Tellus, where can we get more information about you and everything that you're up to? 
I use more Instagram. So you guys can find me on Instagram. I'm working on, I have my Turtle Master website. I'm working on it. You know, I got to put more content. Yeah. Can you give us the handle of your Instagram? Eduardo Teles 99. All right. We'll add all that in the show notes. Cool, all cool, right. Awesome. I, so everyone, I am Adolfo Ferrando, your host. You're listening to Forever White Belt. Don't forget to give us a thumbs up, subscribe, the whole thing. Five stars everywhere. We thank you so much for your time and for listening. And we'll see you guys next time. Professor Tellis, thank you so much for being on the show. It's such an honor. Thank you. For, I hope you come visit me. Okay. You right, bet. I will. School, yeah. Thanks, everyone. See you next time.